Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's do this. Welcome into the Eric Zane Show podcast, the daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures from right here in the Impact Power Sports Studio. Uh, I Hey, we do not have to worry anymore about what's known as a Zenith Smash. No, one of my pieces of equipment is not a Zenith. But similar to like the old tube TV you had when you were a kid, um, when it would act up, it was a big giant piece of furniture around the TV that was like, you know, eight inches diagonally. You'd bash the thing as hard as you can. And it was like a piece of oak. The TV weighed 13 or 14 tons. You know, this is why, this is why your dad drank. He had to haul that thing in. Uh, I had purchased a DBX 286S microphone preamp processor. A couple, I got it for Christmas a couple years ago. But I kept it like at my feet. And then one day I like shifted my leg and I kicked the hell out of it. And I had it for like an hour and I damaged it. So then out of the blue, you would hear like these weird sounds that the mic would. Like what the. And then I figured out the way to fix it would be to, to hit it. Now I could have replaced it, but I don't know if you've ever done that. If you have something that, you know, you you don't want to go back and just replace it because you just got it. I, I don't know. There's some type of, and well, the time had passed. It had been long enough. And, uh, I finally got a new Zenith. The old one still works, but you, I mean, if I ever take, if I have a second studio, well, well I do, I do have a second studio up North in Grayling, but I have to bring all the shit up there. So now I'm slowly but surely replacing things. So I can ha- I can just leave all of my shit up there. And then I don't have to haul it up when I want to do the show up north. Huh? Okay, we'll figure that out. But uh, welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Last night was paintball war number 23. The battle for the Rio Grande. Gabe the Honduran. Uh, hold on. Darla. Brought just an unbelievable amount of people with him. The guy is an absolute legend. Um, There were so many uh, Mexican and Hondurans there that it probably would have been a good idea to open up with the Mexican national anthem. Not that the Hondurans would appreciate that, but it was only like two or three Hondurans. The rest are Mexicans. Most of those people that were there, well, some of them didn't even speak English. 
And um, it's it's a it's a unique thing that happens when you encounter somebody who doesn't speak English, or if they start speaking Spanish to you and you don't speak Spanish, you know you hey how you doing, and you have that little uh, affable look to you. Hey, how, you having fun? Uh, you want some pizza? And they go hey, and they 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 they're just not sure, you know. Um, but it was it was awesome. We did have a bit of controversy though because um i i went over to um bc pizza where i you know i have that uh they're one of my sponsors and i said i go hey you know i'll have you on the show and then when it's time to get the pizza for the uh paintball war i'm gonna pick up a bunch of pizza okay great how many you want uh we're gonna feed 30 people so um pizza and drinks for 30 okay sounds good come get them we'll bring you that we'll have uh, all sorts of different pizzas nine pizzas a big ass tray of breadsticks and you can take as much soda as you want, cups and plates. Go, You're awesome. Now, that's been the arrangement for the longest time. I don't know what had happened yesterday, but something slipped through the cracks. And I'm not sure if at the restaurant they had the B team going on, because I know there's been a lot of turnover in the staff. But it was very, very important that I stay calm. And I think that this is important in any um any anything that you do all right if you can just have a little bit of grace and offer a little bit of grace to the person on the other side of the counter it's gonna be okay at the end of the day uh i if only i had um behaved like this through most of my years i probably would have saved myself a lot of trouble but as i get older uh, this is kind of like, okay, just think it through here. Stay calm. And I think a lot of it has to do with the medicine that I take. And and just I don't know. Maybe my age. I have no idea. But all I know is I go there. I've got to feed all these people. They're they're showing up at TC Paintball right now. And I go, hey, yeah, it's Eric. And, uh, uh, and they're looking at me like, hmm. And I go, uh, and they go, okay. And I go, yeah, it was a trade, you know, and I'm trying to, it's a young person, you know, give them a break. And you got two young people in the back and it looks like they're already, they're, they're not quite there, but just a little bit. I, I mean, I work at a restaurant too. If you, you know, you don't want to upset the apple cart that much, especially to people making food. They could hurt themselves. They could, they could screw things up, make it even worse for everybody. He goes, all right, hang on. And then there's like a conversation. They like huddle up over by the oven. And I go, oh, no, this is this is not going to work. This is not going to work at all. I know I know what's coming. He goes, we don't have the order. I go, okay. We can get it, though. I go, no problem, buddy. What's the plan? He goes, can you come back or wait 25 minutes? I go, no problem. No problem at all. Now, at the end of the day, whether I go, no problem, or whether I rant and rave like a psychopath, I'm still, okay, going to get the pizza at that time. That, that's, that is a variable that is not going to change. Adam says they might spit on the food. I don't think so. These are professionals that would not happen. Don't make this worse, okay? You know? Just shut up. 
I leave. I go to TC. People are walking in. I go, hey, guys. Hey, um, go get started. Uh, I'll be right back with the food. So I basically like walk in, say hi, and then leave. Tyler was there. By the way, oh, I always, I always stop whatever I'm doing to say hello to Eric Nagel, the world famous E Rock from Compound Media. He was an absolute saint. I love that man. I love him with all my heart. He's fantastic. So then I go back to the pizza joint and at the window where like, all right, here's your order at BC Pizza in Grand Rapids. And, you know, I, I'm saying the sponsor, you know, I'm a, I, I got to be careful here. I can't, I don't want to sit there and I don't want to uh, insult them. I'm just explaining to you what actually happened. And it's, so not a big deal. Sir Bob of Oliver says to Iraq, bring back Would You Kindly. Yeah, Iraq, what the fuck happened with Would You Kindly? It was you and another awesome dude, Brian Johnson, uh, from Tell Him Steve Dave. And then that ended. You know, I think you're probably, he says, I'll tell you off air. That probably is the same question he might ask me. EZ, how come you haven't, you haven't sent a show since like, I don't know, was it September maybe? I'm sorry about that. I'm really sorry. I've been just, it's ridiculous around here. It, it Things keep piling up. I didn't expect you. Um, he goes, it was sometime last year. I didn't expect you to actually tell me. I was just saying that, like, knowing I wouldn't get that answer. What is that called rhetorically? Or I already know the answer. Is that called a rhetorical question? You ask a question, but you know the answer? Eh. Never mind. My ADHD is all over the place. Let me finish this pizza story. I walk in and I need nine pizzas and I see five stacked up. I'm like, okay, get in there. And there's like two, three, four deep at the joint people to get pizza. And they got like, and they're all kind of like, have a look that does not look like my face. I'm like this. I'm just, you know, keep it above board. Keep it smiling. And then I had this, and then there's like, there's like tickets rolling out of the machine there. They're, they're grabbing them. Hey, where's this ticket? I don't know. Huh? You got a pizza for Johnny? No. Oh my God. Order didn't come in. And then one of the guys says to uh, another customer, Hey, did you order online? And uh, it's like yells it across the thing. And I goes, uh, yeah, he goes, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes doesn't come through. We're like, ah, oh, God, Jesus, what is going on here? I'm standing there. And then uh, I make eye contact with the 17-year-old, the kid. And he sees me. And I'm, I'm, I'm just smiling. I'm just trying not to look pissed off. I don't want to make things worse. I'm going to give these guys a break no matter what. He goes, just getting your breadsticks done, sir. And I'm like, oh, God bless him. He goes, do you want Parmesan and garlic? I go, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Thank you so much. I brings the food over. He goes, do you need help carrying it out? I go, no, I got it. I'll just make two trips. You guys keep doing your thing. I'm telling you that is easy's new approach. Take it easy. Had I lost my shit there? I mean, that would have been devastating. I made an asshole out of myself for all those people. And, you know, some some people, like, that's the go-to. Just turn into a dick. Uh, and it just, 
first of all, you're at their mercy. So just don't make it worse. This is like my friendly advice to you. I want you the next time you're at a spot where you think uh, that you're not getting your way, that it's time to like unleash the Kraken. I want you to smile and think of me. You know what I think contributes to being more calm in that setting? Your phone. Because if you're waiting for something like that damn food, I'm like, eh, no worries. I'm going to look at my phone. I'm going to watch a video of uh, a guy cutting somebody's front lawn in Australia that's overgrown. It's an incredible video. Uh, Chris in Buffalo says you could coin it as take it easy, like letter E, letter Z. Take it easy. That's great. Uh, So off I finally get there. People got the food. We play paintball. Um, I noticed that uh, there's there's some young people that actually play. Uh, Gabe's son, Gabe, Gabe Jr., and another uh, another kid. Uh, I forget his name. Anyway, over the years, they were they were like you know really small. But this is the point in their life when every time if you wait like two three months before you see them, they go they make an incredible amount of progress and growing. I walk in and I see, I'm like, what the hell? The voices is like this now. Like, oh my God. And I'm, I'm actually shrinking. I think I am now closer to five foot seven. And it happened again because Gabe, the Honduran is, he's a little fella. He's, he's, um, he's built. He's like stocky, which is not me, but he's short. And He's so short that when I see him, I go, look at that little fucker. And we're the same fucking height. I have a, uh, this is a, an, an odd level of a Napoleon complex. I think that, that this is part of it. Um, not only do I have an attitude of a big person who doesn't give a shit. All right. I actually don't think I look little, but I am such a little fucking shit. It's embarrassing. The event ends. There's like 20, 30 of us and we want to take a picture. And this was unbelievable. Okay. We all gather. Rick says, hey, let's get a picture, and then we're going to do a battle royale. That's where Rick alone by himself takes on as many comers at that as want to play him. So he's on one side alone, and then there's like 15 dudes and chicks on the other side trying to get him. He ended up losing. They ended up taking him out. I've seen him beat 20 people before. If he gets it down to 10, from 20 to 10, you're fucked. Um, we gather around, it's time for group picture. And like half the group is, is just standing there. We're getting ready to turn towards the camera as the other people are uh, walking in. And then all of a sudden there's like darkness descends on all of us. And everybody has this look on their face. like anguish and pain and disgust. And it's as if, as if um, 
15 hands of God came down to everyone in that pack. And each hand of God had a, a shit of God and, and put the shit of God that's on the hand of God into our face. It was, and just like, and we're like, oh, Someone says, who shit? And some sick fuck decided to fart when we were together. And immediately they all go, it was me. They're blaming me. And I go, and um, I'm standing next to this sweet lady named Beth. And I hear it. She goes, it's, it's the dry heave sound. And then I smelled it. I only had one blast of it. And then um, I knew it was so devastating. Even just thinking about it right now makes me want to retch. It was so bad. I immediately plugged up. And um, I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. The potency. And it hung around. And I'm like, let's move. Let's go to another spot and take the picture. But everybody like decided to soldier on. And so it took a little while for more people to get in. And so I'm like, oh, God damn. It's bad enough. I'm surrounded by Mexicans. Now I got to smell shit. Totally kidding. Totally kidding. You know, I love my Mexicans. You know, I love the Mexicans. Anyway. Dude from TC, I'm standing next to Rick. We're like, ooh, ooh. like, if you were to look at the picture, we're all going, oh. we all got fucked up looks on our faces. Dude from TC takes the picture. And then we're like, oh, thank God. He goes, oh, no, one more. One more phone. He, like, puts the one phone away. He's going to do another phone. And it's like, you fuck. You can send it immediately. You can just send it to whoever the fuck wants that thing. Sure enough, snap. We're like, ooh, ooh, ooh. So bad. So bad. We get the fuck out of there. It was so awful. Holy shit. Devastating. Then, a little bit of time passes. And um, remember I mentioned the young lady, Beth. Uh, Her husband was also there, Terry. And they brought a, a little kid with them. He's like, I don't know, probably like 12. And he's a big boy. He's actually big for his age. Me, 12, 13. And um, they go, hey, we just got uh, we just got somebody confessed to the fart. I go, oh, yeah? He goes, it was the kid. That kid blasted out something just in absolute. It was a horror show. I would say in my 53 years, that was the top 10 fart. A top 10 fart. And I have been on the business end of many a fart. Okay. It wore us out. Debilitating, debilitating damage. Tyler uh, witnessed it. Tyler was there and he's in the chat right now. He writes, that kid needs a colonoscopy. Something's going on with him. I think perhaps uh, one of those, if you mix in one of those, uh, it's like a cleanse. Isn't that what you do? You like stop eating 
and then you drink like apple cider vinegar with uh, it's some you can look it up oh kent drop the e out of you says the wbbl studio haunting fart was my favorite i do not recall Do not recall. I think what I've noticed over the years when it comes to play-by-play of a fart, you have to kind of like wrap your brain around where you were in the moment and then just describe what was going through your head. That's how you do that. Uh, the Right away, I'm getting several people talking about... Um, the hot zester story when i made the nfk puke in the back of our old dodge or mercury minivan was one of the most incredible ones i'll never forget it Ninety degree night ballpark grand rapids michigan Uh, we all get in jim and jack in the way back madison between them in a uh car seat the nfk and david now the dearly departed david next to him queen of the forest in the front seat easy getting into the driver's seat i open up the door and as i get in i'm like whoa that was uh oddly warm i mean where where did that where did that concussive heat come from And then, so, then it's like floating around between pants and butt. And then, as I get in the car, close the door, that motion pulls air in. Now we have a problem. Now it's kind of hanging, hustling, immediately turn on the motor. The air conditioning's coming out of the dash that center spot there where there's the two vents and it's going straight to the back. And as that comes on, the fart swirls and wafts directly up like it's being vented and it's going slow. And then as soon as it hits the air going to the back, it kicks it right back. So now it's moved. And I knew it was a problem. As I try start to roll the vehicle, I see the Doobie Brothers in the back seat, Dave and the NFK. And uh, they're communicating nonverbal and through various noises. And I see them look at each other like, did you do that? Did you do that? And they're like, but, oh. And the NFK is getting more animated. By the way, Ben calls these bog farts, which is a great, a great term, a bog fart. Holy shit. Uh, This was the infamous hot zester. So they're looking at each other and Kevin's getting more animated. And all of a sudden, what I'm looking in the rear view mirror and I see his face just suddenly disappear and he's gone i'm like what what just happened and then i hear dave 
Diana's brother goes, oh, no. And then Jacqueline goes, Uncle Kevy just puked. <laughs> just prior to that, he was grabbing at the window to get it open. But that Mercury did not have any windows you could open for some reason. It was a really stripped down shit. It's like the first minivan ever made. Oh, my God. And so he puked on his pants. Ben says the ultimate crown for a farter. The fart made him puke. And we're like 20 minutes from home. He's got to sit in his barf. And I could not stop laughing. I could not stop laughing. I was, it was such a, I mean, had I been drunk and high, I would have had more control of the vehicle. Chris says the old hot box in the Mercury Villager move. Yes, it was a villager. I didn't, I couldn't even remember. I just remembered Mercury. Oh, so devastating. Uh, Kent dropped the E out of you. Said that the WBBL fart was uh, a comedian was there and said it was like a haunting. I do remember that. I cannot remember who actually made the fart. Uh, I was afraid of this. Jimmy writes, nice conversation over breakfast. Yeah, I know. I know. I know sometimes my stories don't really align with, you know, I mean, you turn something on first thing in the morning, but I'm not really the guy who you turn on and um, you want me to like uh, discern or filter out what's in my brain. Tyler adds another layer to the haunting fart in that studio at bbl garrett from dr grins i believe oh it was garrett not that bastard yes yes the details are coming back to me thank you he blamed it on his medicine and then i was like well yeah yeah i know now remember this line i go but you fucking have legs if you feel a fart and you know that makes it worse, you asshole, you know the medicine you're taking is making you foul, so you do it in front of people in a studio. Oh, Garrett. Oh, I'm mad all over again at you. Thank you for reminding me that of that story. I I, compl- I completely was vanished from my brain and you guys brought that back to life. Thank you. Oh, now, uh, one of you pointed out that, uh, it stinks in the moment. Ben, Ben said this, but look at the story you survived to share. Oh yeah. Without a doubt at that in the, in the moment, all I needed to do was get out of there. I wasn't even thinking for a second that I would even share this. I just knew that there was a threat to my life. So when we got past that, I didn't, I wrote it down this morning. I actually wrote notes, uh, paintball event. I'm shrinking a little, I'm shrinking. I'm so little. And then I wrote, lead that into group photo. So I knew that this would, this, and all I, again, all you need to do to be a podcaster is, um, experience something horrible like this and then wait 
however long, let it percolate, and then spill it out to the world. You can make a living doing this. Uh, Ben says, I'm losing my shit over here. Great story. Got to compose myself for a meeting shortly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, It was no joke, brother. Manda says it cracks me up every time you guys fart into the microphone and then bring bring it back to your face and then we all go, ah, oh, that stinks. Yeah, we're simple. I can't, I don't do that. I think I've done it once in the last four years because I had a sponsor threaten to cancel their advertising. Rick from TC said, no, knock that shit off. You're not going to fart in the microphone. Chris says you did it like two weeks ago. Yeah, I know. That was the one time. Um, Rick will kick my ass if he catches me farting in the microphone. And I like his money. So I'm like, all right. Uh, Amanda says, I thought he didn't like devil fart mic. No, he doesn't like any farting on the mic. None at all. Check, check, check. Which, Which one, one is devil? Check, 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 check. Nope. Hello, hello. Check. So they, I would fart with this effect on the mic. Check, check. If I would fart with this effect on the mic, it would make an outrageous sound. Check. This is weird. It's like three voices at once. Test, test, test. test. Oh, flip. Oh, flip. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Today, 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 I consider I myself, 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 myself the luckiest, the luckiest man, man on the face of the earth. Despite the fact that I got a that disease that was somehow was named somehow after me. After me. Gamizzi. Gaming TV points out, I I think this is just uh, heresy. I don't know who has the worst hair right now, you or Freebeer. Okay, that is a flat-out lie, okay? This is the same exact beautiful hairstyle as Brian Vanderark and Sandra Bullock's dead significant other they were not married i i think right now in my life right now at age 53 i may be the most handsome that i have ever been without a doubt if the queen of the forest kicked the bucket and then i mourned till i was about 54 and a half and then 55 and a half. I think that I would walk around and I would, um, it'd be like the Pied Piper. I, I, I walk into Meyer. I would walk into Meyer and then the age group, 18 to 75 women and men would follow me out. And then, um, I would I'd line everybody up over by the bottle return and say, listen, I want to take one of you home with me to snuggle. You. And there'd be like a 56-year-old woman with long silver hair. And I'd say, arm in arm, let's go get coffee, madam. And I would wine and dine. 
Uh, Megan says one of the sweetest things I think I've ever I've ever heard. I think I'd agree. You have aged very well, Easy. You have made my day, my dear. So does Amanda. Amanda calls me a silver hair fox. Now, these are young women uh, that are married. Well, Amanda's not married, but she has good dildos. So, you know. Maureen says, why limit yourself to just one? Kenny says, from 18, that's a bit young there, man. Well, I'm not making that decision. I'm just telling you that they that's how that's who would be attracted to me. I'm not attracted to them. Do you even listen to what I say? Uh, Megan says, do we still get to be young at 40? Love that for me. Oh, get serious. Of course. My God. All right. Enough about me. So Kyle from Dumpster Divers brought this dumpster over yesterday. And I think my new favorite thing is purging. This is the third or fourth time we have purged. And each time we have filled up that dumpster. Okay, now think about that. If during that period of time that you haven't done this once, you probably have a lot of shit in your house. Because this time, the fourth time, I we filled it up more than we've ever filled it up. And I cannot tell you how fantastic it is to just grab shit and throw it out. Now, the only way to be successful at this is to not think. And I caught myself doing this once or twice. I like grabbed a vase and I go to throw it in there. I go, wait a minute. I might use this. And then I caught myself. I go, I haven't seen this in a decade. Why would I think now? Get that. Throw it in there. It breaks. Um, I went over to a portion uh, corner of the house and there's just, there's two lamps. They work. They haven't been plugged in or used in 20 years. Gone. We threw out so much shit that's perfectly good. Those guys from Dumpster Divers can go through that dumpster and pull out so much shit. Working, uh, perfectly good, uh, uh, usable items, okay? Stuff that I don't even want in my home. There was like a boombox, CD tape player. Perfectly fine. Get it out of here. Don't want it. Piles of clothing. Okay, there's been a weird phenomenon in my house lately. For some reason, nearly all of my clothing has shrunk. Now, I didn't actually throw this away. I, I gave it away. But it, it's all part of the same timeline. Weird. I've got a, literally a mountain of clothing that not that long ago d- was fine. And then I think I think that's something that happens in the clothing industry, the garment industry, where 
after a certain amount of time passes, there's like a time release thing. It's chemical. It's mechanical. I don't know what the fuck it is. It shrinks. So these pants that I haven't worn in a while, I, I put them on. I, I can't even button them. If I were to get them to, to actually button, it'd be like Chris Kyle sniper, the way that button would go flying off. So I got all these damn, I got fucked. I've got like three shirts and a pair of pants in there that fit because they all shrunk. It's ridiculous. I had no idea that uh, big clothing would do that to us Americans. Kenny says, I see what you're doing, throwing shit in the dumpster rather than having a yard sale so random people don't park in front of your neighbor's mailboxes. That's very thoughtful of you. <laughs> no, they still do the neighborhood sale. That neighborhood sale was the, um, well, the beginning of the end had already happened with the uh, former Zaniacs, but that that was the uh that was the tip top of the iceberg all right so kyle picked that damn thing up today he's going to be amazing my point is all that stuff comes out of the house you get rid of it if you don't do that all right had i not done this all this all these times had we not done this all these times it would be a disaster, but a pack rat. There is nothing more satisfying because I know I threw a bunch of stuff up that I, I threw stuff out that I was like, eh, and I've already forgotten what they were. They're gone. They're gone. And what I've done here is I'm ensuring that my children don't have an absolute daunting disaster when uh, when I we do kick the bucket. You know, you want you don't want any trouble. Just get in there, sell the house, take the money, and whatever. Move on. You don't want to be dealing with this shit. I can only imagine if you had a uh, family member who was one of those pack rats, and then uh, something bad happened, and it's time to... That's what dumpster divers actually does. It sounds like a commercial for them, but they show up for, like, estate shit, and they just throw it out. Rebecca says, why don't you donate the stuff to Goodwill? Um, because I don't want to put it all in the vehicle and drive it there. It's that simple. They will donate it. That's what dumpster divers does. They go through the dumpster and they do it. That's what you're paying for. Okay. It isn't like they just throw it in a landfill. They go in and recycle everything. That's the beauty of it. So yes, I did donate it. I just didn't get a receipt for it. Anyway, it's freaking great. And then I'm figuring out more and more that when you actually accomplish something in your actual residence, maybe even your car, when you clean it or it gets organized, the dopamine rush is intense. Oh, nothing better. It makes me want to actually try to clean and organize this house because once you get that done it's such a good feeling but i've never been able to buy in to it to make it like a regular habit you know it's really strange for me all right thank you to uh the, you folks who are watching the show on facebook x and youtube i'm going to kick you out though 
All right. If you want the rest of my show, simply head over to Twitch. I don't know how. Yes, you do. First of all, just download the app. Search Twitch. If you can't spell it, you're lost. Download the app. Once you get that going, just search my name, my username, which is Eric Zane Live. It's all at the bottom of the screen, Eric Zane Live. Or if you're listening out of the audio podcast, uh, you can do that as well. Um, speaking of the audio podcast, subscribe on your favorite platform. I am on all of them. If you ever want to say hello, send me an email. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. That's the Shoreliner Striping Inbox. Hair tips, you have to pay for those. Yeah, back to my hair. My hair looks freaking amazing. I will fight you in the street if you think my hair looks horrible. I've got young, attractive women telling me on this show how handsome I am. So stick it. All right. Even if they weren't attractive, I don't care. As long as someone tells me that I'm... Every listener of this show is attractive. We got rid of all of the ugly ones a long time ago. Don't suck a big black dick because I know you want to hear it. And then, of course, there's the Patreon. Wow. Uh, I posted the audio from the Ben and Eric audio from the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast over the weekend, as well as uh, who are these free beers? It was a good time. I don't know if you saw this before I let y'all go. Oh, my God. So. I spoke. On Friday's show on Patreon. The title of that show was What Were You Doing Eight Years Ago Today? And um, that was, I titled it that because on Friday was the eight-year anniversary of um, the Burn King announcing that I am no longer on the radio on that show. And I included in my little preview shots that I post. This is just to get people aware that I'm doing the Patreon. And if you are interested in checking it out, this is what I talked about today. And one of them was a screenshot from the announcement when I got fired. So no big deal. But what always catches me off guard is this phenomenon. And I'm scrolling through the comments and Typically, when I post these little, hey, check out my show, there's no engagement. Maybe a like or two, because basically, it's the point of it is just to let you know it's there. And if something entices you to sign up, well, then that's awesome. Um, but this one guy on there named Bruce, holy shit, totally picked a fight with your old pal EZ. And the fact that there were even comments about this um, tells me that there's still an interest in it. Uh, okay, sorry, I'm buying time. I should have had this ready to go, but I kind of just did it on the fly. Uh, this was one guy, Bruce. Uh, he, he said something not so nice. And I said, all right, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna attack. I don't want to seem like a bitch. I'm just going to talk to him. Uh, Bruce wrote, 
or Lenny wrote the day the show started to fray and decay faster than the Delta Plex when I got fired. Now, and I even pointed this out in the in the comments. We had mailed it in a couple of years before. The show, from my perspective, was struggling. And I, I didn't feel comfortable with it. Everything was fine financially, but I just, I felt like we had lost our fastball. Um, but whatever. Lenny disagrees. He says the day the show started to fray and decay faster than the Delta Plex. And then this, um, hold on a second. Bruce wrote, except the fact that they, why does Joe Martinez text me during the show? Oh, because it's important. Hey, yo, was going to text you over the weekend. We welcomed our newest hockey granddaughter into the world this weekend. Oh, my God. Congratulations. I'm so happy. Well done to everybody. I hope Mama-san is okay. All right. More on that later. I love that. Bruce here writes, except the fact that they are on more stations now and they have the highest rating the show has ever had. But yeah, your info sounds right. Zane was a cancer on the show. Pretty obvious. His following was so small for the Eric Zane radio show lasted how, that the Eric Zane radio show lasted how long? But who has a higher level of class? Freebird Hot Wings still plays segments with Zane on them every Saturday on pre-beer and Hot Wings or Zane, who still searches for everything he can he can to bash the show pretty sad in my opinion now what's about to happen here is so i read that and i had i shared a couple texts with that guy within the course of like two or three exchanges he's like oh man i respect you so much easy i mean it was like uh uh fucking dave Chappelle. um yeah, I didn't know. I didn't ground my feet on uh, Eddie Murphy's couch. Or, uh, yeah, I ground my feet on his couch. I wrote, Bruce, you're reasonably accurate. I'm just glad you keep, they keep doing the show. It's the lifeblood of my Who Are These Free Beers show on Patreon. At the end of the day, if you like Free Beers discussions about Funko Pops and the wacky games, that's totally cool with me. All I see are dollar signs from them creating that magic my audience loves the beat-ups again thanks for spending time with me today so that's how i handled that guy's attack calls me a cancer says my show sucked i wrote what i just read he follows up with zane respect for what you do and still do I live here in Grand Rapids and have listened to Freebird Hot Wings since it started on 97.9. I always enjoyed you and Joe on the show as well as hearing you announce at Griffin's Games. It was a sad, it was sad the day both of you were fired. My perspective on how things have gone since you left, they have never once bashed you when you are or were mentioned. It was with respect. Doesn't feel or uh, seem you have the same type of respect. And I said, it's definitely not that simple, Bruce. This goes very, very deep. But trust me, there's plenty of reasons why we dislike each other so much. I certainly understand by what you see and know that it's easier to formulate the opinion you have. It's an odd circumstance. If we got along, if we got along, there's no way I'd be on the attack. But since we don't get along, I'm going to goof on them as much as I goof on everything, including myself. Besides, it's fun, funny, and it generates money. And then this guy writes, Bruce. 
You literally just called him a cancer and then you trashed his radio show, but he responds to you and you tell him you always enjoyed him and were sad when he left. Which is it? I wrote, yeah, I caught that with him. I didn't want to say anything, but that definitely did happen. Oh, well. Yeah, what the fuck? You can't, like, attack me, and then just because I give you the time of day, you can't turn into a bitch. What the fuck? And Corey says Joe's firing was a little different. Yeah, it was a lot different. Still should have happened, but it was a lot different. So anyway, I just thought that was fucking fantastic. Attack, attack, attack on my page. I see it. I say hi to him, disagree with him, and now he wants to be my buddy. Fuck that. Aram says he got starstruck. That's weird. I don't like the term starstruck. Joe's should have happened a lot sooner. Absolutely. How about the fact that Joe's long, rich history was well known to the Burn King, Hot Wings, and everybody else there, yet he sat there for one year hoping that nobody made an Instagram post that would ultimately lead to him no longer being part of that radio show. One year. Sounds like a little bit of enabling, if you ask me. I don't know. ArcFlash480 says, do you think Freebird Hot Wings could have saved your job if they wanted to? You know, I, I've oftentimes wondered it would be purely speculative. Um, I think that they would, if that... Well, what I was led to believe was that somebody um, that... I mean, I don't know what happened behind those closed doors. I don't know if they said nothing. I don't know if they fought. I don't know if they said, thank God we were waiting for this to happen because we hate his guts. That idea has crossed my mind a time or two as well. I don't know who sent all those emails over the years that got me in trouble. Was it a person who actually was pissed off? Or was there something else going on behind closed doors in a conspiracy uh, uh, reference in my brain? I have no idea. It was fun while it lasted, but honestly, I could see why people who don't think like I do could get overwhelmed with, um, well, me. I have said uh, many times that, well, I have a certain standard. And if it isn't, I mean, I, I, it's, I like to behave a certain way. I like to do things a certain way. And if somebody doesn't like that, they oftentimes rebel. So who knows what happened behind closed doors? I, I wish I could say. Rebecca says, Freebeer made the emails up. That has been uh, brought up many times over the years. That this was all an inside job. And it took people telling me that before I ever even began to think that way. So I think I'm kind of like, um, I've been kind of like, uh, I don't want to say convinced, but makes me think, all right, that 
I was so disliked that something happened on the inside level to make this come to fruition. And I didn't think that for years. It took a long time before I finally started to think that way. But I think one of the things that stands out is the amount of time that the amount of rope that Joe was given. And it was a lot longer rope than what I was given. So there's something weird there. Tyler makes a great point. He says, I think we can all agree that Eric Zaitunian would probably still have a job with Freebird Hot Wings, but Eric's, Z- Eric Zane's days were definitely numbered without a doubt. Without a doubt. <clears throat> uh, all right. I do want to say, uh, and that all, I think I, I talked about all of that when discussing the Patreon and I, I don't think I've ever even kicked the Facebook X or YouTube people out. Uh, one more hour of show remaining. You can get it on Twitch. So I'm going to let you go now. Okay. Um, all of that brought to you by some of my great sponsors. Now here we are. We're 61 minutes from the end of the show and I have talked about zero sponsors and I have 11 to talk about my God. I kind of like to do it that way go heavy on content for as long as I can and then fill in the blanks later. And, but I like to really, really put a fine point on my amazing sponsors. The Grand Rapids gold on Sunday, Grand Rapids gold basketball team Sunday. It's Marvel superhero day. That's a 3 PM start. Get all of your kids all of your neighbor buddies, kids with your neighbor buddy and do a group deal. Do the whole neighborhood. Reach out to the Grand Rapids Gold for a group ticket rate. You buy just a couple of singles, they're 14 bucks a pop. You can get it cheaper if you go by the group. So like groups of 10 or more, I believe it is. Don't quote me on that. But anyway, they'll give you a group rate. You can actually bargain with them. I'm not even kidding you. GrandRapidsGold.com for all the information. Uh, I talked about TC paintball, man. We had a hell of a time and I want you to book an event at TC paintball. Same thing. Get your group together, schedule a party, bachelor party, bachelorette party. If you like, uh, you really take out the aggression in paintball. You have so much fun. Um, I even got a kill. I snuck up on somebody. I uh, casually moved up the paintball field, uh, online at TC Green Medicine Shop is my newest sponsor. Okay, so you can get recreational marijuana just about anywhere. In Greenville, Michigan, there's a facility called Green Medicine Shop where the cannabis is of a higher quality. Medicinal marijuana is supposed to, it has to, by law, have a lower yeast and mold count than recreational when it is taken in, when it's produced. The shops then nuke it in order to get the mold level down and the yeast level down. But mold is mold. And if you're consuming cannabis with more mold, it's harsher, it's harder to take in, 
coughing fits, things like that. It's not nearly as smooth. I only know this from talking to the folks at Green Medicine Shop. I'm going over the reasons why you need to consume cannabis, uh, medical cannabis, as opposed to recreational. That's one reason. 10% excise tax on recreational, 0% on medical. The only drawback is you have to get the medicinal marijuana with a med card. If you have a med card, no problem. Go up to Greenville, visit my sponsor, Green Medicine Shop, and shop. Edibles. um, What do you say? Do I say smokables? They have edibles. They have CBD. And, of course, they have shit you smoke. I don't know. I don't smoke. Um. But in order to get that green medicine or that uh, medicine card, that med card, if you don't have one, go to their website, thegreenmedicineshop.com, click at the top, get the card, take you half an hour at the most, and then you pay for it, 90 bucks. But then you get a $100 in-store credit. They even have people that walk in, oh, it's a med shop. Oh, okay. They go out in the parking lot, get the card, come in. They 90 bucks to get the card, $100 store credit right there. Make a day of it. Go up, see my friends at Green Medicine Shop. Uh, Shawnee and Matt are just wonderful people. They own that small business, and I want you to support them. GreenMedicineShop.com. Kenny says, easy, inventing new words. Tyler says, I ended up receiving a paintball facial from my first game yesterday. Very salty. Oh, yeah. Yep. I've lived that. That is, uh, this is the picture that comes to mind of me. Uh, Where your mouth is, the mask, there's vents so you can breathe. If the paintball hits the vent, of course it breaks, and all of that paint goes on your face. And... I swear to God, it's it's just awful. It has a very peculiar taste to it. Now, I've never tasted jizz, but in my mind, it tastes like that. It's like they actually make those jizz flavored. We talked about that at the at TC yesterday. So bad. Chris says, does it taste like toaster strudel jizz? Well, no. It tastes like, I guess, paint, but I don't know. I've not, like I said, I've not tasted that. (coughs) Excuse me. Ben Glaze is here. And he always has such impact. He says, jizz is delicious. Damn it, Ben. And then he says, St. Gaslight knows too. Well, yeah, I know. That's from Ashley. Ashley indicated that, that he's into snowballing. All right. I got to focus here because I got to tell you something. Um, Let me just tell you. This is going to throw you all for a loop. And I'm not, I'm, I'm. Not going to blue ball you, but I'm going to blue ball you. 
This is the most significant announcement that I have made concerning this podcast. Maybe ever. And some of you aren't going to like it. But I want you to know that it's going to, you, you will get used to it just like you did everything. Do you remember like when I started talking to Kyle Tiller from Dumpster Divers and you all were like, uh, I think Kenny even said, I am not going to listen to this shit. And now everybody loves them. In the near future, the time of the podcast, the starting time is going to change. I think, I'm pretty sure, it'll be starting at 10 a.m. All right. 10 a.m. Till about 12, 10 to 12. Well, it's still the two hours. Reload, do the Patreon. So we're there. That is going to happen. I don't know when yet, but I would say sometime in March. I estimate that sometime in March, this podcast will be starting at 10 a.m. Easy. Why? This is where we get to the portion of the show where I say, I can't tell you nothing changes other than the start time of the free podcast you know i do so much fucking around after the free podcast that sometimes i started like at one you know uh so uh, the patreon start time of course i do two podcasts a day i do the free one and then we head over to the patreon and do that one Rich says, oh, yeah, start up right when Freebird Hot Wings gets off the air so you can hate listen. <laughs> Logan Ridge Howard says, you got a radio job, didn't you? I didn't say anything. I'm just telling you the Patreon starts at uh, the free podcast starts at 10 a.m. So I'm going to keep talking about that just as a reminder so that when the day comes, you'd be like, where is it? Oh my God, where is the show? Eh. For you folks that only listen to the audio podcast, this, this doesn't affect you at all. Other than the show might upload a little bit later than what you're used to. All right. This is a good thing. What? That's all I can tell you. This is something excellent. And that's all I have. Nothing more. But very soon I will be able to talk to you about this. I will keep, I, I won't keep it a secret. Nick's got it. He says he got a job flipping hash browns at a diner uh, for breakfast rush. Uh, I, you do, do need to know this, that, um, I do have some upcoming radio appearances in addition to my weekly show on, um, 1013 big.com. Wait a minute. What is it called again? Big 101.3. Uh, Saturday, 6 PM to midnight. This week I'm on the huge show with ding dong. 
Now, he has me in like a producer's role. So I'm the guy that goes and gets the coffee for Bill on the huge show on 96.1. I'll be like uh, calling up the various insiders. I, I Hey, are you the Wolverine insider? Yeah, you're going to be on with huge here. I'll put you on hold. Oh, are you the Spartan insider? Okay, yeah, I gotcha. Uh, Jimmy says, are you going back with Freebird Hot Wings? No, 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 come on. Come on, don't be silly. It's not, it's not, it's nothing like that. Um, yeah, there'll be all sorts. They'll be on with Huge this week. And then coming up in March on the Huge show, I am going to be hosting March 11th through the 15th on 96.1. Bill, I've got the high school girls lacrosse insider on hold. By the way, uh, Bill's um, son, Ace, is freaking going places. I need to share this video with you. Wow. Um, So Ace Simonson plays for one of the Forest Hills school. I think it's um, Forest Hills Northern. And uh, he, the kid is uh, really a a hell of a uh, prospect. And so at this stage of his um, career, he's getting like um, looks from various schools on a level of like Grand Valley and Ferris State and stuff like that. And I think there was a, a, um, uh, what do you call it? School, what do they call that? MAC, Mid-American Conference. What do they call that? A mid-major I think that's called a mid-major school, but it's still a Division I uh, program. Like Toledo, he did like a, uh, a visit to that campus. But considering the fact that he has, um, Bill's kid has an entire year of um, high school football to play, and he's still growing, he's still getting stronger. So this is Bill's kid, Ace, on the bench press, and the the tests that they make, like the pro, the guys that are going into the pros uh, for strength, is this: the bench press, and they put two hundred and twenty-five pounds on. That's two forty-five pound plates on each side, and they do it until they're burnt out. How many reps can they get? Cole says, "What sport? Football." Um, Bill's kid is an is an interior lineman right now, and the thing about Bill's kid is I've seen him run. And though he's a lineman, you won't believe how fast he is. Now, I don't have video of him running, but I do have video of him doing his bench press here. 6'2", 294-pound junior lineman A. Simonson of Forest Hills Eastern, I said Northern football, with 19 reps for 225 pounds at today's Power Strength TS Premier Winter Combine. He also recorded personal bests in the 40 and shuttle runs. This is Bill's son here. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Take the break. 12, 13, 
14. God. Wow. Okay. So that is so impressive. So impressive. So impressive that I feel it's Bill is like beaming about this. All of his kids are terrific. Absolutely stars. Whether in the classroom or uh you know uh, in in athletics. Now, whether or not he picks up is is always a it it, it could be a crapshoot. I I don't know. I'm you never know with me. He said, "Oh no, it's easy." But uh, that guy, I think, has potential. Hey, Colin, this is Bill. I'm not- ah, shit. He has potential to play not only in college. I know he's going to play college sports, but you know, you never know. You might see uh, a Simonson doing something special in uh, uh, two, three, four years. Being that he still has a year left to play high school and to grow, you know, he'll be strutting onto college campuses weighing about 310. And you got to, I wish I had video of him moving because this is so, he's so fucking quick. His feet, his hands, he's an absolute stud. So that is just so cool. Now, this is the kid that uh, years ago when I was on Free Bear and Hot Wings, um, when we picked a fight with Bill, I didn't really like, um, we like made fun of Bill because he named his, because he, the way he named his kids, his kids are named uh, Ace and Legend. But now it like fits, you know? Of course his name's Ace. And of course his name's Legend. They kind of are at this point. He like called his shot when the kids were born. And right now, if you, if I, if I made fun of him now, that kid would just murder me. He looks to have the type of strength that he could take his big mitts and put it around my neck and his... Uh, middle finger and his thumb would touch and then he'd just go and my, my head would actually fly off my god Tyler says I could do one half rep at that weight the half where it falls down and caves in my chest Bill's sweet daughter is Ava I don't know if you remember when I was on BBL I used to do bus stop karaoke which was a great bit. You have a karaoke machine on wheels and you go up to random people at the bus stop and uh, ask them if they want to join you for karaoke. And more often than not, they do. It's just ridiculous. She was on there with me singing like fucking, I don't know what the hell we sang. She's just a kid then. Now she's a grown lady. All right. Very cool about Bill's son. Very impressed with him. I guess he's got a real motor and he wants to study engineering. You know, he's not one of these dipshit athletes that just goes to school and gets a 0.00 grade point average. 
there's potential for a Simonson to go to a college. Like it's completely possible that in one year, Ace could cash a check worth hundreds of thousands of dollars for name image likeness. I'm curious about what Bill thinks about name image likeness. If you don't know, that's where college athletes can now use their name, image, and likeness when they attend a school to make money. So boosters um, offer the A. Simonsons of the world a million dollars to come to Michigan. And um, and then they're, they're, they're like, well, then what are you going to use my name, image, likeness for? Ah, I haven't decided yet. Just come to Michigan. Oh, okay, great. That's how it works. It's fucking great. I love it. I love that these college athletes are, are, are making money, you know? And then people are like, yeah, but what about Johnny, the first baseman? Who gives a fuck? Nobody cares. The only way you can make money on name image likeness is if anybody gives a shit about you. If you want to make money on name image likeness, be so good. You have to. Like this Caitlin Clark. She's already a millionaire. She's going to want to stay in college basketball her whole life. She is right now, Caitlin Clark is the number one college basketball player in America. I do not know of any college basketball players that play because I follow it so casually. I only give a shit during the tournament. The only college basketball player that I am aware of right now is Caitlin Clark because all she's done is go crazy uh, with how many points she scores. She's an unbelievable player. What a talent. Generational. Um, So her being so good in a sport that, you know, it's women's college basketball. It's better. More people watch now than they ever have before, but it's, you know, whatever. When you're that good, people have to pay attention to you. So I don't want to hear anything about complaining because uh, it's not fair for all the other athletes. Bullshit. It's free market. Be good. Linda says, unpopular opinion. I don't give a shit about Caitlin Clark. Have you ever watched her play? Have you ever taken the time to watch how she plays basketball? Because I think that if you actually saw what she does and how ridiculously uh, stellar she is at what she does, I mean, it's, it's worth a look. Incredible, incredible player. Linda says, I've seen highlights. All right. All right. Where are we here? Maureen says, I saw her flop. I saw that too. That was great. That was so embarrassing. Jesus. Let's move on. There was an award uh, show last night. I don't know what BAFTA stands for. Sounds like a creature in a Star Wars universe. What? Hold on. What does BAFTA stand for? The British Academy of Film and Television Arts. 
So you get a lot of awards this time of year. People's Choice, BAFTA, Oscars. Excuse me. Um, Michael J. Fox came out onto the stage. This was incredible. Audio check, video check. Here we go. 1980s, his charitable foundation has raised over $2 billion. He was Marty McFly in Back to the Future. Michael J. Fox! Now he's being wheeled out in a wheelchair. He gets up from the wheelchair and goes to the podium. There's Robert Downey Jr. Who's that guy? I know him. He looks familiar. Oh, no. Am I not going to hear his speech? All right. That sucks. All right. I saw another clip of it, but it was taped off of a phone. We can't leave you blue balled because I don't want to get blue balled. Oh, shit. This is embarrassing. Okay, stand by because I got to find this thing. All right, I think I got it. If I don't, well, then we'll do this again. Dollars. He was Marty McFly in Back to the Future. Michael J. Fox! Thank you very much. Um, five films are nominated in this category tonight, and all five have something in common. They're the best of what we do. This juice is definitely not worth the squeeze. He's just gonna, he's just gonna introduce. I thought he was gonna say something poignant. No matter who you are or where you're from, these films can bring us together. There's a reason why they say movies are magic. Ah, oh, fuck. What a bummer. I thought it was gonna be something like, you know magnificent or they raise a ton of money or something like that or that's embarrassing <laughs> Aram says delete Amanda delete when she says did you see his documentary lol no no nope uh, Rich says it's a little shaky lol come on now my god it has been just a uh, a slow slog. Uh, the the effects, the debilitating effects of uh, Parkinson's. He caught that. He got that at such an unbelievably young age. 
Um, and I, I will say this, him having the, he can still get up there. He can still communicate. He can still, he can still talk. Uh, he's raised a ton of money for the charity. I love the fact that he still remained active. He's still done as much as he can. He's raised a ton of money for it. So, uh, it, it, it really, uh, goes without saying that that guy is an absolute treasure. My God. All right, moving on. A little bit more about the um, the Kansas City Chiefs parade where, as I'm understanding, it was really, really crazy. There, there's two young people that were arrested. There was a third that was arrested who I think is in some trouble. As I understand it, saw a gun on the ground picked up the weapon and then started to shoot toward the bad guys with the weapon now that's of course a horrible idea they thought that that dude was in fact the mass shooter and yes it was a mass shooting Corey. Corey always gets quiet whenever we talk about this because he's the one with the hot take that 22 shot one dead in a crowded space with a mass of people where there was yes, a mass and, and was in fact a shooting is not by definition, a mass shooting. So this, that idiot was contributing to the shooting in mass. We can call it a shooting in mass instead of a mass shooting. Would that help? They ended up arresting that guy and uh, he obviously was not supposed to have that gun. And I think he's in big fucking trouble. Corey says, here we go. Well, yeah, here we go. You realize that you made yourself part of the lore of this show. The legendary comment of that was not a mass shooting is a is a high watermark for content you know there's various ones of those over the years there's been uh z-speed mobile mechanics um well a lot of these are kenny related the banana worms not as big but still you saying that this was not a mass shooting um the list if we sat down and made a list of of high level moments on the show between the show and audience uh, th- those two would be right there. All right. But one of the good Samaritans who remember that clip of the two guys chasing the one guy and then the guy dropped the gun. That was in fact, one of the perpetrators, but what um, we haven't discussed and what I just found out is that one of the good guys who tackled the bad guy, um, the guy didn't have a jaw. Like he was already shot. And he was his jaw was shot off. So he was shooting back at the other bad, two groups of bad, two bad guys shooting at each other. And one had his jaw shot off. So he had to tackle the guy who had no jaw. Audio check, video check. 
And to my right, I hear the gunshots go off and it's about like three or four, like simultaneously really quick. And it kind of stunned everyone. So everyone kind of like dropped for a second and just uh, made a quick reaction. And then everyone kind of got up and said, oh, it's just fireworks. It's just fireworks. And I, it didn't sound like fireworks to me, but then, you know, I kind of for a second thought, okay, maybe it could be fireworks. And then I heard another couple rounds go off. And then that's when I dropped to the ground again. I looked over to my right where the shots were coming from. And I see a guy laying on the ground with a couple bullet holes in his side. And he's already kind of laying down. And I kind of understand the uh, the severity of the situation. So people are still deciding whether it's fireworks or, you know, what's going on. They're starting to pull out their phones, just trying to record stuff. I'm, I'm telling everyone, people, just to get away. Like, this is real life. We need to get out of here. Like, don't st sit here and try to record or anything. Pull out their phone. So I'm telling people to leave, leave, leave. I literally run into the back of them. And I bump into them, and one of them turns around, and his jaw has been shot. And he's basically missing his jaw. <sighs> and he's freaking out. And he doesn't know what to do. And then his buddies are kind of scrambling. They're all like, don't know if they should keep running or help his buddy since he's bleeding now. Uh, okay. So then that guy ends up getting apprehended. Yeah. Now, in Corey's defense, Corey's defense, a lot of times when you hear the term mass shooting, I think is this is what he meant, <clears throat> that like when a bad guy goes in and I'm just, I am intending to go and shoot innocent people and shoot up a school, a church, an event, doesn't matter what. To, to kill as many people as possible. I don't, this was not that. Still a mass shooting, but not on the level of like what I just described. Still casualties, death, and injury. But it was two people shooting at each other indiscriminately, which caused other people to get shot. I think that's what he may have been referring to. But it's so much fun to make fun of him. <laughs> Tyler writes, on the plus side, that dude doesn't need a bite splint anymore. Yeah, how would you like to be the guy who survives that and you don't have a jaw? And then think about that. Uh, the professionals who are going to have to somehow try to put that guy back together again. Holy shit. Hope it was worth it, ding dong. My God. Kenny says, didn't Corey say 20-something people doesn't exactly equal a mass shooting? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know if he had like a uh, a quantification of it. I don't I don't recall. All I know, all I remember is the beat up. It's a mystery to us. We don't know. We don't know. Which uh by the way, over the weekend uh Saturday, I get a notification from Twitch that Corey's going live and he's playing a new pirate video game. And uh you got to follow him because you control the shit out of him. He doesn't really, he's actually does a pretty good job because he plays drops and shit um, on his stream. So it's his Twitch name is his username right here. And he's playing some dork game 
where you like uh, sail the high seas and you bang wenches and you 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 steal the loot and I don't know Davy Jones locker. Tyler says, "Oh, skull and bones." I I don't know. Corey would have to tell you it's his fucking game, and I and he talks to the people that are watching, but the only person that's watching is me. There's no one else watching. And he usually goes live and then there's like a countdown. And it goes 10, 9, 8, 7, down to zero. And then it starts again. And then it does that for like 45 minutes. And then he shuts it all. And then he finally shows up and says, hey, guys, I see you all. And there's no one. There's zero people actually watching. This is a great example of fake it till you make it. Because he's making it sound like there's as many people wa- watching his stream as like Joe Rogan. Okay, so I give him credit for that. <coughs> Tyler says, Skull and Bones, very nice. I expected that game to be a dumpster fire, but sounds like it's actually kind of fun. I'll take your word for it. All right, so that guy was uh, talking about, yeah, the guy had no jaw. It was just unbelievable. Still the fallout from that, uh, from that incident. So they all thought that I think these guys might be part of it. It kind of looks fishy. He called the cops over. That was the video that we watched. But no, it didn't. uh, It wasn't like with the intention of killing people. George Santos is back. You know, he's doing cameos. Jimmy Kimmel picked up on that. And sent him a bunch of requests to do cameos under false names. And everything that was sent to George Santos, the requests were ridiculous. Just making him say stupid shit. Not like lascivious or gross or anything like that, but just silly. He then got his got the cameo sent back to him by George Santos, and he did a segment on a show called "Will George Say It?" And uh, like for example, he sent George Santos a uh, like text it says, uh, "Yeah, I want you to congratulate my friend on just eating, uh, being able to eat." 10 pounds of ground beef in under three minutes. Uh, He's currently in the hospital recovering with this and that and the other thing, but we think he's going to pull through. Uh, Will you please? And George reads them word for word. They're just all ridiculous. It's, it's nonsense. Like I said, they're not gross. They're not embarrassing. They're not taking uh, advantage of George being a flamboyant gay Republican, nothing like that. It's not demeaning on that level. It's a Disney property for God's sake. It's just Jimmy posting silly shit. (coughs) Excuse me. God, I'm coughing on the microphone. Well, then Jimmy got the stuff, showed them on TV. Now, as I understand it, as I understand it, when you hire me on Cameo and I send it to you, once you've paid for it, it's yours to do whatever you want with. That's uh, pretty much the way it goes. And 
the person who I, I can refuse the cameos. I've only refused one. It's been the Pel- the uh, Pellerita one. I'm a 50-year-old man doing what a 50-year-old man should. And it's my understanding that once they do it, and once they agree to it, and once they accept your payment, and I think Santos is charging like 350 bucks, so Jimmy bought 12 of them. Jimmy can do whatever he wants with them. I don't know if there's anything in the cameo bylaws that say it's copyright infringement. It isn't like um, you pay, if you pay me and then I do one for you, I don't, it's not mine and then I just let you use it. That's not how cameo works. But George Santos thinks that Jimmy um, Kimmel committed some type of uh, fraud and breach of contract unjust enrichment and copyright infringement and he is suing abc disney and the jimmy kimmel show this is ridiculous what a frivolous stupid shitty lawsuit kimmel requested 14 videos from santos on cameo The lawsuit states that Kimmel submitted the request by giving phony names and narratives. Those requests were sent from fake user profiles made by Kimmel as part of a fraud, according to the lawsuit. That's not fraud. Just because he tricked you into saying something silly. Come on. If anything, I mean, a lot of people still like George Santos. Okay. He makes a pretty good living. It's like 350 bucks a pop. And he's actually not bad at doing the cameos. I should pull one up. He actually has some talent. Um, this is great publicity. I wish somebody would make fun of my cameo. In fact, he's one of the top people on cameo. A lot of people um, use these or hire him for these damn things. Okay, here you go. Um, how are you? It is I, George Santos, and Dewey is sending you this message for Valentine's Day. I mean, look, let's start here. Why are you so insane? Why are you mean to everybody? Your feet are not that pretty, girl. So when your feet are not that pretty, you can't just be a bitch. And you can't drive like shit either. Like, I am tired of shitty drivers all around the country. It's just so- Apparently, I'm breaking the law right now. This is copywritten. So insane. And why are oops, sorry. Why are you perpetually bitching at Dewey for everything? Like, isn't it bad enough you're already like heavy metal? Your dog lunatic and your cat shit rat uh, are the only good redeeming qualities about you, and you lean left, which all right. I gotta I gotta I, I gotta get the Jimmy Kimmel one. Jimmy Kimmel. George Santos. A real pro, not me, would have had this ready to go. But this is just another It's a game changer. Introducing the... Uh, Rich says, it sounds like he's really gaying it up. Yeah, I'm done trying to figure out uh, the way people talk. You know, I mean, I'm not, but I am. 
I don't want to get myself in trouble because I got a lot of gay people that are friends. All right, this is uh, this is Jimmy's bit. Santos here. I just. So this is the request. Uh, the request was, George, please congratulate my friend Gary Fortuna for winning the Clearwater, Florida beef eating contest. He ate almost six pounds of loose ground beef in under 30 minutes, which was a new record. Not feeling great right now. Doctor thinks he'll be released from the hospital soon. Please wish him a speedy recovery. All right. Will so they're just silly. Santos say it. Let's find out. Hey, Gary Fortuna. George Santos here. I just wanted to stop by to congratulate you for winning the Clearwater, Florida beef eating contest. Eating six pounds of loose ground beef in under 30 minutes is a all-time new record, which is amazing and impressive. Congratulations for the win. I know you're feeling a little under the weather, but I hear from a great source that the doctor said that you'll be released from the hospital soon and so recover well. Word for word. Look, have a speedy recovery and then enjoy the festivities of the end of the year. Bye. Pretty good. Five stars. You want to try another one? George, please congratulate my mom, Brenda, on the successful cloning of her beloved Schnauzer Adolf. She and Dr. Hounschnaufer went through a lot of dogs in the trial runs, but they finally got it to stick. Tell her to give Adolf a big belly rub for me. Will Santos say it? Hey, Brenda. <laughs> Everything starts with, hey, Brenda. George Santos here. I'm going to congratulate you on successfully cloning your beloved Schnauzer Adolf. I know it was a lot of trials and tribulations, but you finally did it. Now you. Oh, he took out the part about we went through a lot of dogs. Get to enjoy Adolf and be happy. So give him a belly rub for me. You too. You want one more? My name is Ron. Please tell my wife to call me, George. Not George, my name is Ron. You are George. Just tell her to call me, George. But again, Ron, I haven't seen Swoozie or the kids since my disco birthday, and it's not fair. She says I burned down the shed shooting off fireworks, but I was trying to scare a bear away. It isn't fair. I love my Swoozie. I just want our family together on Christmas, or if not that, Valentine's Day or flag. Watch out for bears. All right. Will George Santos say that? Yes. Hey, Ron's wife. Uh, Ron wants you to call him George. But then again, not George, because his name's Ron. I'm George. Uh, anyway, just call, call him George. But again, no, really, just call him Ron. I'm George. He's not George. He's Ron. You haven't, he hasn't seen you, Swishy, or the kid since his disco birthday, and it's not fair. Um, you keep accusing him of burning down the shed, shooting off fireworks, but he was trying to scare off a bear to protect you. This isn't fair. He loves his Swishy, and he just wants his family to be together on Christmas. And if not on Valentine's Day or Flag Day, just watch out for bears, Swishy. Bye. <laughs> well, it's Swoozy, but pretty good. I Swoozy, thank you, yeah. George. <laughs> I, ordered, I ordered about a dozen more of these, so um, join us all next week for the rest of them. I also I want to wish a happy first night of Hanukkah to... All right. And he goes on to another bit. Uh, I don't... I can't shake 
the idea that I love Kimmel. I think he's another guy that uh, people have like said, oh, well, he feels this way, so I hate him. I, I, I cannot do that. I can't. I just can't. As long as I'm entertained, I just love people. Uh, Dan says, this is some of the funny, the funniest stuff Kimmel has done since the man show. Santos should embrace it and make a crap load of cash making fun of it. The lawsuit way is a loser. Up, oh, Dan, you got to drop that extra O in the word loser there. It's not looser. I know you know that. But that is, uh, that is pet peeve number one for your old pal EZ. When it comes to, uh, when I, when I put on my grammar spelling police hat. Uh, Jimmy, sir, Corey says the character development of Jimmy Kimmel from man show to now has been interesting to watch. Like I even find Trump to be extremely entertaining. I, I will tell you this. When Trump wins the presidency and he's going to, and I don't want him to just, let me just make sure everybody's got, we're on the same page here. I do not want him to win. He's going to win. And then right away, we have some real entertainment more so than we've ever had before. It's going to be unbelievable fireworks. And the $355 million, uh, what do you call it? I don't want to say verdict, whatever the fuck, the lawsuit they, they had against him that for on Friday, they announced $355 million that he has to pay. All this does is adds just another layer of amazing television that we can watch and clips on shows like who are these broadcasters? Sir Bob of Oliver says the amount of dirt Kimmel has on some TV executive must be massive. You see, I don't get it. I don't get how you could possibly say that. Jimmy Kimmel is a fucking pro. He is so damn good. All right. In my opinion, he's the best late uh, late night show ever. Even better than Johnny Carson, for God's sake. And I don't even care if he's not even writing it. It's the delivery, how he does it. It's absolutely fantastic i love jimmy kimmel you don't have to you know i know how it is too often people when i say something that i like all right they um they 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 come at me with i hate you because you like something we have to get out of that 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 needs to end you can't just hate somebody because they like something that doesn't make any sense all right the point is to entertain You know, what's interesting is 50 minutes ago, I said to you, oh my God, I've got uh, 61 minutes of show left and I got to hammer out 11 sponsors. And then I did three of them. Now I have 10 minutes of show left and eight sponsors. Watch this. I can do it. Uh, first of all, hire me on Cameo, cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Second of all, Patreon, shortly after this show finishes, the Patreon bonus podcast, Monday through Friday. If you want to advertise on this show, reach out to me, eric at ericzaneshow.com. If you want one of my t-shirts, or coffee mugs, or 
pillows. What else is on there? I think Kenny bought a tapestry, but I'm sure that that thing is burned. Uh, you can get it all on my website, ericzaneshow.com. Click, uh, click on merch. King's Room Barbershop is, uh, sponsors my hair. Okay. Three locations. Uh, Northland Drive, Caledonia, 821 36th Street, Wyoming, kingsroom.net. I have a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker. It is Frank Fuss. He can help you every step of the way with Obamacare. He can help you through Medicare. He can help you with any type of insurance that you may need. Excuse me. And he is the sponsor that is available for you from any state in America. Reach out. Buyinsuranceherecom Thank you to Impact Power Sports. Uh, get your fun stuff like ATVs, side-by-sides, quads, uh, motorcycles, Yamaha golf carts at Impact Power Sports. They're in Rockford, Michigan on 14 Mile Road, and you can find them online at impactpowersports.com. I got a vouch store. You can buy my stuff, vouch.store slash Eric Zane. Included in that, pet supplies, personal massager, campcraft cocktails, the toothbrush, and the coffee. All at my vouch store. Uh, buy, you support local businesses. I'm sorry, you support small business and easy. Everything you buy, I get a little bit of that. So if you have a need for any of those things, check out my vouch store, vouch.store slash Eric Zane. Uh, link in the show notes. We get our cars fixed at Irvine, 616-532-6600. Thank you so much. ERVines.com, located right in the middle of Grand Rapids, Michigan. You can't miss them. 616-532-6600. Thank you. Joe Martinez at A&E Heating and Cooling. What a legend. Congratulations on the birth of the new young little one. The new, do you say Bambina? I don't know. Isn't there? Isn't it Bambino and Bambina, or is that Italy? What do I say? A new papoose? A new? Uh, I don't even know. What? What's the word for little baby girl? Anyway, congrats. Uh, Joe's probably not going to be able to help you today, but uh, one of the crew will be there. Six one six five one six eighty five seventy nine. Wish him a congratulations on the new one. 616-516-8579 for A and E heating and cooling. The tax hobbit is working to get your taxes done for you. Tag accounting, tagcpa.net. Reach out today to get your taxes done for this year. And then, of course, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Love them so much. From anywhere in America, you can reach out to Mario about your mortgage. Getting a mortgage, whether it's your first one or your 10th one. Mario will roll out the red carpet for you at 231-332-6505. Thank you to all of those great sponsors. Joe Martinez says, another Michigan fan, go blue. (laughs) Jimmy says, another Mexican stealing our jobs. Oh, my God. That is an American citizen, you dickbag. Uh, Friday's asshole of the day were the climate activists who dumped all the shit on the U.S. Constitution display. Who is it going to be today? 
Oh, I, I know who it is. It's from a story early in the show. Uh, the little, the little dude, not little, he's big as bigger than I am. The 12 year old who shit his pants at the group picture at TC paintball. That is the asshole of the day. Holy cow. Makes me nauseous. Just thinking about it. That's my time. folks. I appreciate you so much. Tyler says, just think folks in a few weeks, the show will be starting at about this time. You're right. You are right. That is a big, big change. Thank you for being patient with me in that. It's great news, actually. I can't wait to share it with you. I cannot now, though. Have a good one, folks. Talk to you down the road. Bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.